Sink or Swim. Welcome to the podcast that we have strategically named Sink or Swim. And it is about our lived experience with COVID-19 and how it has changed the world around us. Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast. It's on every podcast platform where you listen to your podcast. Follow, share, like, and leave. Welcome back. This is episode two of two with Marion Allen, nurse practitioner who treats long COVID long hauler patients. Well, here we are. Maybe that's a good spot to start. They don't even know what questions to ask. Right. It's very interesting because sometimes it's interesting how they present to me, right? Because I have people who um, somebody who hasn't been sick for very long, maybe a couple months, just is a little bit tired and heard about long COVID and found me. So it's like, okay, let's start with them. And then I, I'll have a patient who has had it for two plus years and have they've been to every single specialist, um, you know, been tr- tried everything, nothing's worked, and they're coming to me. So I get people from, from both spectrums. So I, I always try to approach a patient with, first, do you have anything that is life-threatening? Is there something, do I, who, do I need to refer you to the emergency department? I mean, are you having stroke-like symptoms or is there something that's wrong where I'm worried about you having a heart attack or some kind of congestive heart failure? So I think step one is kind of just see where they're coming from. You know, the patient who has been to all of these specialists, well, they've had every kind of lab and, and imaging that can be done. So so then I kind of start from there and get get all of their information and kind of build from there. But, um, yeah, I think the first is just kind of figuring out where they're coming from. And then I kind of go into, okay, do I need to refer you? Like, are you having very specific just cardiac problems? And, and then maybe you should see a cardiologist if you haven't already. So a lot of it is just kind of making sure that you fit with somebody that I can help. So, you know, making sure it's nothing life-threatening. First and foremost, and then is this something where I can send you maybe a specialist will work for you or are you having just neurologic symptoms? And then kind of once I kind of trickle that down and, and, and figure out where they are from that point, then I, I'm using whatever resources I have. I use, I try to, like I said, I, I do stick with more of a holistic um, approach. I use Dr. Leo Galland is, is somebody that I look at a lot. So he's, uh, I, I follow him. There is, um, there's the FOCCC is, is a, an organization of doctors and they've really looked at a, a lot of acute COVID, but they're also looking at long COVID too. Um, and then Dr. Tina Peer, she's in the UK. She's she's looks at mast cells a lot. So I kind of just look at all these people who I always like to say I, I try to follow the smart people. So anybody who's smarter than me and I can learn <laughs> from, those are the people I chase after to, to just really see what I can learn from them. You know, taking some of these things that these different people are doing and, and seeing what symptoms is this patient having right now. And what can I use from these different protocols that people are using to apply to this patient? So that's that's kind of the medication side of it. And a lot of it is, is vitamins and supplements. Um, you know, sometimes I will do prescriptions, but it's... It's not a lot. Um, sometimes lab work, if they haven't come already with a whole, you know, 50 page document of lab work. And then from there, it's I have reached out to all different kinds of people to see 
who can help. There's a stasis breath work. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but they focus on it, it helps people who are short of breath and, and really focusing on breath work. It's a little bit more meditation. Um, there is an occupational therapist that just reached out to me, which I'm really excited about because I think really having, you know, we tell people exercise makes it worse. So don't exercise, take it easy. And then that's pretty much what we do with that. An occupational therapist is really good at coming in and saying, okay, this is how you do that. This is from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, here's a plan of how to conserve your energy and how to pace. Do that every day and kind of build the program from every day to then gradually build up. You know, we at first I was thinking, oh, we need to go to physical therapy. But most of these patients, physical therapy is too much. They need very basic. Here's how you can get dressed in the morning and conserve your energy so that then you can, you know, walk to the kitchen or maybe walk to the mailbox. It's very specific, starting slow and really gradually getting to where you're increasing your exercise. Um, we look at what foods are you eating? A low histamine diet is really helpful for these patients, a plant-based diet. So it's it's a whole lot. Uh, and, and of course, you know, I'm dealing with people who have brain fog. So I tell them all of this information and I, I can't expect them to remember any of it. So I, I always follow up with a long document of here's all the different resources. And I try to make it specific to kind of what the patient needs. But also we talk together about what, you know, I can tell you to do these things, but it doesn't help if you're not up for it, if you think this is draining. Um, so we really work together in here's a list of options. What do you think? Here's what I suggest, but also I, I have to have your input because you're the one that has to do it. Um, so it's it's definitely a team-based approach with a lot of different ways of doing it, very specific to the patient. So it's it's a lot of a lot of information gathering in that first session. I relate to everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, it's crazy. They are. And I know that yeah. there's a lot of people that are out there that are going to be listening to this that are going to say, I understand. <laughs> and and it's yeah. nice to hear someone that does understand. So this is one spot and we'll do it again later. But why don't you tell people that are listening how to be able to find where you are and how to find if they can see you or seek you out for treatment? Yeah, so uh, my website is longcovidnp, uh, NP standing for nursepractitioner.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, although I'm not great at Instagram, but I'm learning. So you can find me on either one of those. But my website, you can go straight to it. I try to make it very easy to use. Uh, there's a button, you know, you can request a telehealth appointment. If you have questions, I have a phone number there. I have an email. I'm usually pretty accessible by email for people who have questions and are just trying to figure out if this is a good fit for them. Um, so I'm happy to answer questions. And just for everybody, again, that's longcovidnp.com. NP stands for nurse practitioner. So longcovidnp.com. And go ahead and tell everybody uh, and spell so that they, when they do look for you, tell everybody your full name and spell it for them. Yeah, it's Marion Allen. And the first name is M-A-R-I-A-N. Last name is Allen. It's A-L-L-E-N. 
Okay, and uh, just in case you skipped past the very beginning, and I'm talking to the listeners, Marion is a nurse practitioner, and through her research and her own hard work, uh, she's working very hard at trying to help those of us that are long haulers, long COVID, and being able to figure out what's going on and figure out some type of treatment regimen. So let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. If they say, I've tried everything uh, prescription-wise, but what can I do to help with this pain? A lot of long COVID long haulers that they get exhausted, they get depressed, they get anxiety, they get everything, and it is exacerbated because of the pain. And the pain is not what most people understand as pain because most of us can't describe what the pain is. And I know for me and a lot of others, uh, we've tried the narcotics, we've tried the anti-inflammatories, we've tried all of the arthritic medications, or at least wise a huge number of them. What do you say to those people for options or what's the next step or is there is there something additional? What do you say to that patient? Yeah, well, it's really figuring out, are you, and not to say that people aren't in pain. Obviously, I believe mm-hmm. that they are, but if these things aren't working, is it, is it something, is it your brain telling you you're in pain, but it's not really pain? So really trying to figure out why is your brain telling you that and how can we fix it? Um, so uh, cognitive therapy is, can be really helpful. And then and again, some of these resources um, that I kind of talked about before with maybe, maybe some brain retraining, um, you know, maybe for some people, the, the, the breath work really and the mindfulness and meditation can really retrain your brain um, and, and help with that. So I guess it really depends on what, what kind of pain the patients are having, what have they tried, because sometimes maybe they do need some pain medicine and that, and that can resolve it. So I guess starting with a lot of is it true pain or is it something that it's your brain firing off these pain responses? So really starting there. And I've found that that cognitive, you know, behavioral therapy can be helpful for that. Um, if it is the latter where it's just your brain, your brain telling you that you're experiencing pain. And then the next one I would say is, and it seems to also be kind of a predominant thing that a lot of people have openly discussed, the a total exhaustion, brain fog, concentration, that kind of stuff, that direction. What generally are you saying to patients in regards to those issues? Yeah, a lot of that is, you know, with just about everything else. And we tell people, oh, just push through it, you know, keep exercising and you just have to push through it and it'll be fine. And so that's just stuck in everyone's head. So I think doing the complete opposite, you know, actually exercise is making this stuff worse. So that's where um, I'm really excited to get 
started working with an occupational therapist that really focuses on a very specific plan each day about how how to conserve your energy. You know, if you only have 10% of the energy that you had and you use 6% of it before you even get out the door, then you don't have anything left for the day. So really having a concrete plan of how can we conserve energy, I think is, is going to be the most helpful. You know, some of these some of these supplements are helpful because they actually help the mitochondria of your cell, which if you remember from, you know, science back forever ago, science, uh, mitochondria is the powerhouse of your cells. So a lot of these supplements actually boost the mitochondria in your cells. So those, of course, can be helpful for people who are fatigued and, and just have zero energy. So those can definitely be helpful. But I try to do as many things as we can. So yes, we can give you supplements, but let's also have a plan a, because I, I really think it helps people be proactive in their care. You know, they can they can take medicine and, and it, it'd be helpful and that's great. But I think people really want to do something, especially patients like yourself. I've, you've been sick for years now um, and you will do these patients come there desperate for any help. So, I mean, they will they will take the supplements. They will do whatever you tell them to and they want to be proactive if it means that they are going to have relief. So, you know, working with them, I think it it helps them a lot because you have them that they really want to help and they want to be proactive. Um, so it gives them something to do. And it also obviously can, can help, you know, full picture. So I think it's a multi-level approach to be able to do it. You do holistic care. So I know that what we put in our body makes a difference to you. How for somebody that everybody looks at the internet, but you can't believe everything you see on the internet. We all know that. Sure. How do you educate patients about what they put in their body? And I'm talking fluids, food, anything that they buy or get out of the store or any of the health food uh, locations. How do you help people determine what goes in is going to result in a certain manner of what comes out? I try to keep it as, as simple as I can. We don't need, you get all these diets that are so specific. And I had someone who had lost, they went on a very specific diet and lost a whole bunch of weight, uh, which they didn't need to lose all of that weight. So you have to be careful. You don't want to be so restrictive. So I try to make it as clear and easy as possible. It's really just plant-based foods, just shopping on the outside of the grocery store is the easiest way to put it. Anything um, within the aisles is going to be processed. So trying to eat, you know, fresh vegetables, um, trying to stay away from meat. And I try to, I always tell patients, I don't expect you to get it all right. It's okay if you mess up, you know, if you want to if you want to eat meat, sometimes I'm not saying you have to be a vegetarian or a vegan and you can never eat meat again or you can never, you know, have a bag of chips. I think that's just unrealistic. So it's OK to mess this stuff up. But if you can stay eating a plant based diet as much as possible, that's going to help. And then specific for long COVID, um, it's found that it's <clears throat> it's a lot of, of histamines going throughout your body. What helps with that is eating a low histamine diet. And I actually send a, a really good list. I got it from from Dr. Dr. Tina Pierce, her list of it, it lists every almost 
too many foods that you can choose from that are low and high in histamine. So you can send the patients this list and they can look at it and look up any food just about they want to. And it lets you know, is this high or low? So then you have something concrete to go by. But basically, low histamine is... Um, sort of a diet that people, if they have acid reflux, they avoid. So so like sauerkraut and acidic things, lemon and tomato sauce and things like that actually have high levels of histamine. There are some kind of specific ones that I sometimes have to refer to the chart myself. But yeah, the most important thing I try to tell people is, is fresh vegetables, plant-based, shop on the outside of the grocery store um, and a low histamine diet. What encouraging word can you give to the patient Patients who say, I don't know which is worse, dealing with the long COVID or trying to be where I get to do nothing fun. Where you have to do what now? Where, where I get to eat nothing fun, do nothing fun. I have to, you know, I'm sure you've had these patients say, oh, I have to give up all my food that I love. I have to give up all of activity. I have to give up. What do you say right. to those patients? Because it's, it's like, that's the feeling that a lot of them have. Yeah, and, and that's that's where I really try to meet patients where they are and be very understanding. I'm not perfect, believe me. I don't. I I will, you know, m- mess up and, and eat things I shouldn't. And I I'm the first to admit that I, I am not perfect. So I understand, you know, sometimes that it's it's easier to just to grab something. But I have found that patients are just so desperate to feel better that they'll usually sacrifice. And I'm I'm not saying this is forever. I mean, you know, ideally, yeah, this is this is forever. But you, it doesn't have to be so it's okay to max up and that's fine that's part of this entire process and journey i'm you know myself gonna mess up sometimes so i definitely don't expect anybody to be perfect but if you can the more knowledge they have the better so sometimes i wonder you know am i overwhelming people with all of this information but i think that if you understand why like you know, why are you telling me not to eat, you know, sauerkraut? Well, it's high in histamines and, and histamines are an overdrive in your body. So if they really understand why I'm telling them to do something, it makes them a lot more compliant. And I will say that uh, we've talked to a lot of long haulers, long COVID people that are dealing with it on a regular basis. They self-educate very well because just mm-hmm. like you said, we are so desperate really is a good word. We are so desperate yeah. to be able to get some relief that we're almost willing to try anything, even some of the stupid stuff that's on the internet. And right. the willingness to do what it takes is what I guess I would share with my fellow long COVID long haulers. The willingness to do what it takes because it really sucks where we're at. It's not worse doing the right thing. It's just, it's going to make some of these signs and some of these symptoms maybe not even resolve, but maybe get better for a day or two. I would encourage everybody to do what some of the things are that you're talking about, what we eat, what we do, our activity levels, all of that. It all plays into it until we learn more. We only have what knowledge we have today. 
and that's the best answers that you, the providers, can give us the long COVID long haulers. And it is what it is. And we just keep marching forward, walking forward, taking the steps forward, listening to the people that we trust, and just keep going because that's what we have to do. Is there any last words or anything that you want to cover that we have not covered? No, I, I mean, I just want to say I am lucky that I have not had long COVID. So I have so much respect for people that are being told there's nothing wrong with them, you know, get over it. And not only are they dealing with that from a mental standpoint and then from a physical standpoint, and then they're having to still go to work and and maintain their finances. So I just, I can't say enough about how much I you know, respect for, for you and, and everything. And of course your family too, it, it, it affects them. So I just, you know, my heart breaks and I want to do everything I can to try to help and do what I can. So I just, I thank you for just letting me hop on and kind of talk and tell my story and hopefully, hopefully keep moving forward. Absolutely. And it's uh, been an honor to be able to talk with you. Tell everybody one more time how they can find you, how they can reach you. So my name is Marion Allen and my website, you can find me. It's long COVID NP stands for nurse practitioner. So it's long COVID NP.com. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram as well. So you can email me or message me from any of those platforms and and I, I'm usually usually pretty close by and able to respond with any questions. And is it the same on Facebook and Instagram, Long COVID NP? Yes, it is. Okay, so it's at Long COVID NP on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, and actually the spelling just for whatever reason, Facebook has a lot of rules as far as saying the word COVID. So yeah. on Instagram, it is long COVID NP. On Facebook, I've had to tweak the spelling a little bit. So it's actually long CV-19. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that's how I had to get around that. But so- But you also have your COVID-19. name, you also have your name there on Facebook too. Yes, yes. Okay. So hopefully it's pretty easy to find. Apparently Facebook doesn't allow COVID, I guess. Okay. Well, uh, Marion, I appreciate your time, your attention, uh, your willingness to share. I really appreciate that you are one of the healthcare providers that has taken an interest in the long COVID long haulers. It's, it's hopefully going to expand elsewhere across the country, but until it does, I appreciate your willingness to talk with us and don't be surprised if you hear from some people in other countries also because I think we're near 30 some countries now that actually listen to the podcast so I would not be surprised if you hear from somebody that is in some of the foreign countries that listen to us as well so I appreciate you yeah it's crazy it's all around the world I mean, it is absolutely crazy how it's everywhere. And I mean, the only ones that don't seem to be picking up the podcast are in the very, very, very controlled areas that they just don't get to search certain things uh, as a result of the control of their internet within that country 
which is a handful, a couple handfuls of countries. But uh, yeah, we're sure. we're pretty close to thirty or more countries now that people are listening from. So I appreciate well, you. I thank you for your time and your attention. And uh, I'm sure, probably somewhere down the road, we might get the opportunity to talk with each other again. Yeah, Marion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate your dedication and your passion to try to help some of our friends that are listeners across the world. You know, we've been through a pandemic that's definitely a global pandemic that's caused all this. So just like Doug said, we've got listeners all over the world. We're all searching for some of the same answers. We just um, thank you for the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I say I wish I would have chosen something easier um, (laughs) than this because this is so hard. I, I kick myself sometimes for, for doing this, but no one else seems to. So I just it, I just felt like I needed to. Well, I really appreciate it. I'm glad you chose to, or you were chosen to do it. Whichever way it yeah. is, I'm glad you, you took on the uh, feat of attacking this. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. Have you ever noticed that Sink or Swim is abbreviated SOS? Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast. SOS. Many of us are screaming SOS from the mountaintops, trying to find answers, trying to get people to understand, trying to understand ourselves what it is that we're dealing with. I'm Doug. I'm your co-host with Sink or Swim, a long COVID long haulers podcast. My co-host is my wife, Stacy. We are honored to bring you a series of interviews, interviews with people from all around the world, from different professions, different experiences, but all having a lived experience with COVID, chronic COVID syndrome, a long hauler, long COVID issue. Please join us. Please follow. Please like and please share. These interviews will bring enlightenment to everything that we possibly can about the experiences we live in, about what we might be able to obtain for treatments, and what the knowledge is that we know up to the point of the interview. These are people that can bring information to you and those that are trying to understand what you and I are going through. Join us for this series of interviews. They will come in separate episodes from each interviewee. Each interviewee is excited to be able to bring you what they can share from their own experiences, from their own knowledge, and from their own ability to try and help you and me. Thank you for listening. Please follow, please like, and please share. Welcome to Sink or Swim, a Long COVID Long Haulers podcast.